Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Welcome to episode 26. If you're looking for some tips, some tricks, and the system that Blaine and I use to make sure that we have a happy marriage and that we're not roommates, that we're not friends, but in fact that we are growing every single day more in love with one another than we ever knew possible, then this is the episode for you. I've been waiting for a really, really long time to pour all of this information out to you guys. Marriage is probably the most passionate thing on my plate always has been. I dreamt about it my entire life. And I literally, Blaine's like, how does this happen? I don't know how it happens. It's just, it's just something that God designed me to be extremely passionate about. And it's not changed at all for one single second in the last five years of knowing him and um, four years of being married. It's it's just something that I'm incredibly passionate about. I've spent a lot of time making sure that my marriage is the number one thing on my priority list. It's the number one thing that I pour my heart into every single day. And it has proven to be very beneficial for Blaine and I's relationship for our marriage. And I think that it can be extremely beneficial for you. So because I have so much information to give to you guys, I'm just going to dive right in and just get down to this five-step system that I have. And there are going to be all of these notes for you linked in the show notes at the bottom of this podcast. So you can get a pen and paper out and you can take notes on these five bullet points that are pretty meaty and pretty awesome. Or you can just hop over to the show notes and you can... Um, check out everything that I have to say here in written form, along with any other resources that I might mention. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to start with step one. But before I tell you what step one is, I have to tell you how all of this came about. So when Blaine and I first started dating, obviously you guys probably know a little bit about our story, but he was living in Ohio and I was living in Arizona. We went to the same high school together for a year uh, our, well, actually our freshman year in junior high and our sophomore year in high school together. We knew each other and we, in air quotes, dated as sophomores do, whatever that looks like. Um, we hung out, I hung out at his house. He'd come over to my house, whatever. He had this cute little fancy car that he would let me drive, um, like this brand new Mustang that was, um, 
awesome. And he'd let me drive it every now and then. Whatever. It was cute. And then he had no desire to have a girlfriend at all. He just wanted to go out and hang out with his friends and like be the cool dude. And I was like, "Mm -mm, no, I am interested in deep and meaningful connections, which no surprise. Like, I don't even know how many years, like 23 years later, here I am talking in a podcast about deep and meaningful connections in marriage. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. I just, I don't know. I told you. It's just always been that way for me. Anyway, so I went to a different high school. Blaine, after graduation, he um, moved with his family um, back to Ohio and he was there for um, a seven, 13 years, 13, 14 years. And so we reconnected on Instagram randomly when I, uh, became a single mom and I was getting my life back together and I felt like I was ready to date. And so he just randomly showed up on my Instagram and I left a comment on his Instagram and randomly he was in town in Arizona and He was like, oh my gosh, I'm in town. Do you want to grab breakfast? And I was like, it's time to stalk your Instagram friend. And so I Instagram stalked him like nobody's business. And of course I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and he was like, well, what time? And I'm like, well, I'm an early bird. Do you want to do breakfast? And he's like, heck yeah, me too. So we met at like 830 or eight o'clock or something insane in the morning for like this first meetup that we had seen each other like since we were 15 years old and we were like 28 or something. I don't even remember how old I was, but no, it was not 28. How old was I? (laughs) I don't know how old I was. I am bad with numbers, really bad with numbers. That's why podcasting is my thing. Um, okay. So anyway, we seriously had breakfast together and I had Instagram stalked him and I saw that maybe he was in Arizona visiting a girl, but actually come to find out he was just staying with his best friend and they were hanging out with friends. And I was just speculating from Instagram stalking and he was completely single and, um, we had breakfast and I was like, that was really bizarre. Uh, but I knew deep down that something really spectacular was about to happen and come to find out something spectacular did happen. And from that day forward, while he was in town, we spent every day together and he talked about his faith. He talked about the Bible. We went on this long hike and he just was like spitting some like major history, biblical history, American history, all the history. And I was like, dude, this kid's really smart. So then he goes back to Ohio and six weeks later he flew me out and I went out to, t- to see him and um, then he came back out to Arizona and we did this thing. And during that process, he wanted to pray with me often. And I remember the first time that he flew to Arizona and he was in my house and he asked me if I would pray with him and, oh, I'm getting emotional I remember him um, taking me by the hand and kneeling with me at my on my in my living room, and um, it was the most special thing that anybody had ever done with me. And I was coming out of the most 
horrific space that I'd ever been in with a male and knowing that he cared that much about bringing me to the Lord just really showed me where his priorities were and that was something that I had been looking for for so long quite frankly it was like the most attractive thing because it felt so special and it just it was amazing and all of that to say that I think that that obviously has really been the foundation of making sure that Blaine and I are more than just friends and I decided to put that as the number one thing because if all else fails and you have a prayerful marriage, I think that you really can't go wrong. And so the first thing that the first step in in my five-step system that, that I want you guys to do because it's been so awesome for me and Blaine is to pray together every day. And I'll be honest and say that there has been big, big, long gaps where we haven't. And it has taken a major, major hit on our marriage. There's been weeks. I I don't know that I would say months, but there's definitely been weeks where we've been in a riff and my my first inkling is to connect deep and hard and Blaine's is to just run and, and get space and get clarity. And we've had to work really hard on what it looks like when we aren't friends because the reality is, is that we're not always friends and you won't always be friends in your marriage. Kids are rough and running a business is rough and a pandemic is rough <laughs> and you know, life is hard, but the most important part is knowing that me and Blaine and you and your spouse were called to come together and and not do this thing alone and to be a united front in everything that you go into. And so we have to make sure that no matter how we're feeling towards each other, that that doesn't change how we feel about making sure that we take our issues and take our struggles and take our woes and our worries and our fears and our tears to God. And so we have been extremely devoted to making sure that no matter what, because we've seen what happens when we don't, um, that we make sure that we pray together every single day. And you might not be the strong one in this and your spouse might be. And so maybe if you know that this is going to be hard for you, which it's very hard for me. Prayer in my family growing up was not something that you did outwardly. It wasn't something that you did together really ever unless you were saying grace at the table. But um, so Blaine's the one that has to has to kind of lead us there often. But I know that my strength is... Um, you know, reminding him of it and saying, Hey, I know that, you know, you might want some space right now, but I really think that we should pray. And then you can have your, you can go back to your, your space, space. You can go back to having your space. Let's just pray together. And then I'll leave you alone. And you don't have to talk to me for a while. Cause I know you need a minute. <laughs> I know mom's intense and you need a minute. So just remember that, that it, you know, it, there's going to be differences with the two of you. And if this isn't something that you're doing in your marriage 
already. Um, if your spouse isn't really big into praying together and you want them to be, just ask them and maybe they will never say a word, but just ask if they will be present while you pray or, um, if it's the other way around and you're not used to it, like me, um, try it, just be open to it. There's a lot of times when I don't really even say much and I just let Blaine pray for us because it's a progression. It is a progression for me. I've come a long way. Um, but just know that this can be something really easy for some of you and it can be something really hard for you. And if it's the only thing that you do out of these five, uh, steps in this system, then that's okay. All right. So while we're talking about strengths, I'm going to move on to the second step that Blaine and I really focus on in this system, and it's to know each other's strengths. So when we first got married, we went to a marriage conference by our all-time favorite marriage kind of guru. It's biblical-based. His name is Jimmy Evans, and he has an XOXO conference he also has a ton of YouTube videos. Blaine and I used his YouTube videos and sermons on marriage and biblical principles for marriage to really help counsel us when we were dating and engaged to make sure that we were really yoked in a lot of the major topics uh, that life can bring. And I will link all of that, like I said, in the show notes. And the book that we read is called Strengths-Based Marriage, and it's written by Jimmy Evans and Alan Kessley. And the whole point of it is to build a strong relationship by understanding each other's strengths and each other's gifts. And it has you take this personality test that is very in-depth and uh, you can upgrade to take like this major, major, major in-depth one. But we just did we just kind of did the brief one. We learned about it at the marriage retreat that we went to and we ended up reading the book together and going through and listing out our top five strengths and his top five strengths. And the funny thing is, is that um, this has really helped us so much to give each other grace when needed and to lean, lean on each other when needed. And it truly is the way that we unite. It's the way that we're woven together. We balance each other out in a lot of ways. And um, it's just really, really cool to know that my weakest area might be his strongest. And yes, that might be where we butt heads. But when you sit and you look at it from this other perspective and you gain some insight on how we can use our strengths to enhance our marriage, to help us grow. It keeps you from arguing and butting heads and being in conflict in those areas as often. I highly, highly, highly recommend this book. And actually, it's been like three years since we've gone through it. And although we still talk about our strengths regularly, now that I've been flipping through it in preparation for this episode, I'm like, oh man, there's some good stuff in there. You know, it talks about, you know, knowing your love languages and, it also talks about where you backslide in your weak moments and how your strengths also have have a downfall. Sometimes, obviously, when things are too strong, there is um, there's there's weakness in being too rigid and too um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Too laser focused in any one specific space, right? So. 
typically one of Blaine's biggest strengths is that is focused. Like he's super, super focused. Like it's nuts. You talk about a, a horse with blinders on. He has like teeny tiny tunnel vision goggles, right? But that that <laughs> can be really hard when what he's focused on is not his wife. And that has just been a struggle for a very long time, like a very long time. And he loves me and he loves his marriage. And he has to remember that his focus is so laser focused that anything outside of it, he can't even see. So when he gets focused on something outside of like work, for example, which is something that he loves, like loves, loves, loves his, his business. It's like, and he's gotten way better, obviously, because we use this to help us understand how to be better. But that's, that's the point where whenever he's too focused, he stops seeing what's outside of it. And definitely one of my strengths is being a relator. Like, I just want to relate to homeboy 24 seven, like all the time, all the time. And it's very emotional. And there's a lot of feelings involved. (laughs) And uh, my number two strength is strategy, which obviously means that I love systems. And so I have a systemize your life podcast. And I also have a system for how to load the dishwasher. And I also have a system for everything. And when you're living with someone, you have to be very careful not to get too intense with your strategy and your systems because he's allowed to have his own perspectives, right? And so you know, whenever I get stressed, I can get really rigid and wanting to either relate and talk and talk and talk. And like, I just want him to relate to me, but he has to have space and I have to respect that. Or I fall into wanting to control everything and make it super, super strategic and really uh, make sure that my outcomes are efficient and perfect. And obviously this is a huge asset to me and I know that, but I have to make sure that in times of stress or sadness or despair or whatever's going on in my life that I have my eyes set on where I'm at in that pendulum swing from really far on the right versus really far on the left. Okay, so that is the Strengths-Based Marriage book and making sure that you guys know each other's strengths. That was the second one. So obviously, this just leads perfectly into the third step in this system, and it's to plan together. I really, I emphasize this a lot, and it's not because I'm a, it's not because I'm a planner, but it brings you guys together. I want you to know that every single weekend we have one of our fundamental needs, something that's non-negotiable in our life is Blaine and I sit down and we plan our week together. And some Sundays he works. So sometimes we either have to do it on FaceTime where he's when he's at the fire station or we have to do it on Saturday before he goes to on shift. But either way, we make sure that it happens and we shoot for Sundays when his schedule allows for it. And we just sit down and we plan out our week. We have our great eight that we make sure that we get into the calendar. And I will also link that in the show notes. I have an entire podcast on how we time block our fundamental needs to strengthen our marriage. And 
If you guys have not listened to that, I think it's one of my very first podcast episodes. Go back and listen to it. I also have a free download where you guys can map out what your fundamental needs are to support the health and well-being of not only your marriage, but your home and yourself to make sure that you're caring for yourself as well. So we sit down together and we plan. We make sure that we know what the heck is going on throughout the week. With so much coming and going all the time, it's so easy for miscommunications to happen, which leads to arguments, which leads to, to some kind of severance in your bond. And it's really hard to be friends with somebody when you don't understand why they need what they need or why they're stressed. It's also really hard to support your friend if you don't know what they need, if you don't know that they have a big project or a big event or a big interview or a stressful day at work or a heavy day at work. Like you have to know what's going on in your spouse's life to be more than just a roommate with them and be passing ships, right? Like you have to know what in the world they have going on in their life. When Blaine knows that I have a big project coming up, we are planning for that. And he knows hey, I'm going to need you to cook dinner or hey, I'm going to need you to take the kids. And then that opens the door for him to say, okay, I can do all this, but I know that's going to make me anxious because I'm not going to have any time for my business. So when can we fit that in? And we balance it all out. It's it's just 100% the way that we make sure that we are on the same page every single day of the week. Step four wow, all these just lead so beautifully right into the other one is to have other interests. As we're talking about us planning to have time for big projects in our businesses, that is exactly what I mean to say. You need to have other interests. If the only thing that you're interested in are your children and your husband, what else are you bringing to the table? And this doesn't mean that you have to have a business, although most of you listening want one or have one. It could just mean that you have a hobby. doesn't mean that you have to make money off of it, but have something that lights you up. Have something that makes you excited so that you can talk about, hey, look at my sewing project I did, or hey, do you want to try the muffins I tried baking today? Like, Have something else that you're excited to do that makes you happy that you take pride in that brings you joy so that you can talk about that at the at the table so you can talk about that when your kids are in bed so that you have something to share so that you have something to ask for support in so that it's not just your spouse out in the world doing things so that it's not just you and you and the tiny humans you and the little humans even if your humans aren't tiny anymore they still don't have the same contextual knowledge and they're still not your spouse, right? They're your children and they should be, there should be a boundary there. So I want you to be able to give your husband time and space to have interests that are his own. And if he's the type of person that just does not have any and he wants to go to work and he wants to come home and he wants to sit and he wants to be with you and that's it, encourage him. Encourage him to have time and space that allows him to do his creative hobby more or whatever that might be. Maybe it's just asking him if he wants to go for a walk 
I'm recording this in the middle of like pandemic time. So it's really hard to say, hey, go do this with your buddies or go do this with your friends or just get outside of your comfort zone and think of other ideas that he could do if he's not one to do that because you want him and yourself to have other things that interest each other so that you can not just be 100% internally focused on just you and just him and just the kids. It's so incredibly important for your mental health, for your marriage, and for the community around you. You guys talk about this all the time, but it's just so important that you have you have time and space to develop and grow the unique aspects of yourself that you are created for. And so does your husband. All right. So here is the fifth step. And this is the fun one. Uh, And it, it's just huge. And it's controversial to a lot of people, but it is absolutely the most important. They're all important. It's not the most important. It is the most important. What is it? I don't know. But what I can say is that you need to date each other. You 100% need to date each other every week. And I know a lot of you say, say, oh, I want every two weeks or I want once a month. It's not enough. It's just not enough. It's just not. (laughs) We're going to have this argument. The conversation that you're having with me in your head right now, I'm having it with you. And I'm just going to tell you, it's not enough. No more excuses. You have to carve out time every single week to be in an intimate space with your husband, just like you would if you were dating. And I didn't say you need to have date night. I said you need to date your husband. And we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go on this one, you guys, because it's big. It's huge. I'm getting goosebumps. It's so important. And I say that it's not just date night because it's not just date night. I'm going to give you 10 ideas for some really, really, really cool um, date night ideas here in a minute. But what I want you to know is you have to keep the spirit of dating in your marriage This is how you make sure that you're not just friends. This is how you make sure that you have a happy marriage. This is how 100% you make sure you're more than roommates, right? You're dating. And when you think about how long would you have gone when you were actively dating and being courted before you wanted to see that person again? I mean a week would be really stretching it for me. And it would have been for most of you. And I think that needs to be the spirit of what you do. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be grandiose. A lot of our date nights look like it's on the calendar this night. And you can pick a static night, Wednesday nights or date nights. We try and do Wednesday night because it's most convenient. Frankie's at her dad's. And that way Bailey can get to bed a bit earlier. But he's not always home on Wednesday nights. So we have to do it a different night. Um, and sometimes for those of you that have like nine to five schedules, Friday night might be the best night for date night. Whatever this looks like for you, you put it on the calendar and then you do something. I am going to suggest that you get out of the house and do like something special at least once a month. We don't, we don't have the budget and don't want to have the budget for all the money in the date nights envelope 
every single week. We just don't. We have other things we want to put our money to. And so we get creative and we have a special intimate time with each other once a week. Our phones are put away like we they're not even around and it's just about me and him. Now, there has been some exception to that rule because I am sharing this information with you guys and him and I sat down and I said, hey, look, I really want to share this with the community. I feel like this is something that definitely has been put on my heart to share. And um, so we've taken some pictures and we've shared a lot of date night as of late. And and I want that to be a source of inspiration for you. But there are still many, many date nights where, you know, the phone's put away and we make sure that we're just focusing on each other. Sometimes that looks like, hey, it's American Idol and wine. Like we just did that last week. And and that's our date night. And sometimes there's not even wine involved. That's actually very, very, very rare for us. We just don't drink like ever at all. But it was something to make it a bit more fun. I have the tendency to be a little intense and wine makes me super fun, like super fun. <laughs> and Blaine likes it when I'm fun. So every once in a while, we and I only have to have like four gulps and I am like, life is awesome. And I'm talking like gulps, guys, just four of them. That's it. I don't even have to have a whole glass. So that can totally be a date night. Some of the other things that you guys are already doing could be considered date night. You just need to claim it, own it. Like this is date night. Just talking about, hey, it's date night puts puts that spirit of dating back into your marriage. And this this truly is how I maintain that spirit of of wanting to know him more like I did when I was dating. So he's not just like this dude that I'm raising kids with and making money with and cleaning a house with and bickering with. Like it's it's not just that in our house. There truly is a spirit of wanting to know him more. Like he is my favorite boy in this whole entire planet. Like quite frankly, I'm crazy about him. Like super crazy about him just like I was when I was dating. Like crazy about him. I love him to pieces and it's because I keep the spirit of dating. I I have this I have this question and I I want you guys to write this down. I want you to get your notes out in your phone and I want you to write this down. This is a question that we have plastered all over. Like I put it on a sticky note and I put it out and I I have it written down in a couple places and I I think that it is a game changer. I ask myself and I have Blaine ask himself often, what would I do if we were dating? And that means in in all aspects, when I'm frustrated with him and he says something that's off-putting, what would I do if we were dating? How would I, because it happened when we were dating, there were some things that I was like, ooh, what was that? I don't know what I think about that. And how did I approach it when I was dating? That's how I should approach it now. I gave Blaine my my absolute best self when I was dating. And he deserves to have that every day. And I deserve to be my best self every day. And so I should put my mental energy into it. And for whatever reason, when we're dating, we have the time and the space and the energy to say, like, obviously, because, well, I did have a kid, but most of you guys didn't have kids when you were dating 
you know, you're not as, as short-tempered. You're not as exhausted. And I get that, but such as life, right? You're going to be exhausted and you're going to be tired, but that doesn't mean that your husband deserves to get the short end of the stick and you don't deserve it either. And so this is something that you guys really needs to start thinking about. How would I respond? What would I do if we were dating? And I'll tell you that in my attitude, in my spirit, the words that I use, just even in my physical interactions with him, how I touch him, how often I touch him, how I take care of myself, how I present myself, my demeanor, all of it, all of it is changed by the simple question of what would I do if we were dating? And I know it's a lot of energy. I know it's a lot of work, but he deserves that for me. He absolutely deserves that for me. And so I really do. I really do get my butt out of bed and I get dressed and I make myself look pretty and I'm excited for him to notice me just like I did when we were dating. And when he doesn't, does it, does it hurt? It does. And so we talk about it. Hey, I got ready for you. I put, I put my makeup on. I put my face on as my mother used to say, I got ready for you and you didn't, you didn't say anything. Like I'm doing this just like I did when we were dating. And when we were dating, you noticed me a lot. So I want you to still notice me like we were dating. And it's this conversation that we have a lot. And it truly is the way that we honor the spirit of not just being friends. We like each other more than that. We want each other more than just how you want a friend. And I think this is just... It's just vital, you guys. It's it's so important. So let me give you some ideas on some different kinds of date nights. Some of these work great, like really, really well. If you and me and we are all still under quarantine when you're listening to this. Um, and then obviously some of them may or may not work. But these are kind of the date night ideas that aren't grandiose, that aren't getting out of the house, that aren't spending a ton of money. Because those are hard to do, not only because of the budget, but because of the babysitter and because for real, like if it's eight o'clock, I'm probably tired and in bed. So if I can't do this date night earlier than that, then it's probably not going to happen. So here's some ideas. One of them is a picnic at the park. We love this one. Pack his favorite lunch or um, ask him to go to the store and get your favorite dessert and surprise you and you will pack his favorite lunch or you guys can pack it together. That's super fun too. And just go sit at the park. You can obviously enhance that by bringing card games or bring your walking shoes, go for a walk, whatever that looks like, but plan some time at a park. Just forewarning right now, uh, we did this and uh, it was really cool during quarantine, except all the bathrooms were closed and that became an issue that I was not aware of. And after children, that's hard. Another idea is a movie on the couch. Get some special popcorn. Make popcorn. Put popcorn in a skillet and make it. That's super fun. Anything to make the movie a little bit different. Uh, Word to the wise. Try and pick out your movie before date night so you don't sit and browse forever. When you sit down to do your plans on the weekend, if you have date night and you know, hey, this date night we're going to just do a movie on the couch, then sit down and pick out your movie then because sometimes Blaine and I will waste our entire date night just scrolling and it irritates the crap out of me. Okay. Another one is if you have a fire pit in your backyard, 
to do uh, s'mores in your backyard after dinner. You can obviously include wine. You don't have to. We don't most of the time, like I said, but that can be really, really awesome, especially if it's cold out and you can get snuggly and just kind of hang out in the backyard. That's always fun. Board games. We, that's another date night ideas game night. We absolutely love a good competition. The whole plane loves it more than me, but I'm always game to have some fun. Card games also, like any kind of game that you guys like can be really, really fun. And if you're not like the board game type, you guys could always, depending on where you're at on 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 this scale, there's other games. If he's super, super into video games, which I'm not a fan, I won't even go there. But if it is just part of your life and he likes them, find one that you guys can play together. Do something that excites him. And then the next date night, you guys can do something that excites you. Okay, another really fun one is this website called Show Her Off. And it is free um, country dancing lessons. Freaking amazing. So fun. That'll be linked in the show notes as well. Another one is to cook a special dinner together after the kids go to bed. So give the kids whatever they want, like box of mac and cheese, friends, get them in bed, and then you guys can make your own special dinner. That one, that idea came from one of my listeners and uh, over on Instagram, I did a poll and that was a really fun idea. Show Her Off came from another one of my listeners. And then another one of you guys said to do darts in the garage, which is way fun and way cute. Super fun date night is to go into your garage and play darts if you have a dartboard in there. And then Another really fun date night that doesn't always have to be at nighttime and actually really doesn't even work all that well at nighttime is yard games during nap time. So if your husband works nine to five in your home most of the time, you can do a a day date outside in your backyard if you have like cornhole or um, uh, ladder ball is another really fun one. Just find some kind of games, something to do together that's fun and you guys can laugh, you can connect, that kind of thing. Another really fun date night is just to get into bed early. Like sometimes Blaine and I are like, oh, let's just hurry up and get to bed so we can actually talk. Other things may or may not happen, and that's not such a bad thing, obviously. You want date night to be a time where you guys can connect, and getting into bed early is one of those things where you guys are exhausted all the time, and sometimes just going to bed early is the exact kind of date night that you need. Another one that we really, really like is personal development. Blaine and I are big into this, and this might not be something that you and your spouse like. I have a lot of moms that connect with me that are big into working from home and they want to grow their business, but their husband has a traditional job where he just goes to work and he comes home and he's super cool with it. And this might not be a great date night idea for you guys, or this might be the thing where you say, hey, we did your date night idea Last week, we're going to do my date night idea this week, and you find some kind of personal development for you guys to do. Blaine and I just recently did our January letter together, so we wrote a letter to ourselves as the accomplished person that we will be in a year from now, and we, uh, he wrote his and I wrote mine, and we did not read them to each other, but it was just a time and a space for us to do something that we really, really, really had been wanting to do, and sharing that experience with him we're sitting next to each other. We can ask questions of each other. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about that? Was a really 
awesome experience for us to connect with each other. So those are 10 different, maybe they're all incredibly free, basically free, super cheap, super easy date night ideas. The point is, is for you guys to be getting outside of your limited thinking and making sure that you guys are dating each other. So let's just do a quick recap of the five steps in this system. One is to pray every day. Two is to know each other's strengths. Three is to have other interests. Four is to plan together. And five is to date every single week. So there you have it, friends. This is my five-step system to make sure that you guys have a happy marriage and are more than just friends. I really am so happy that you just went on that emotional roller coaster with me. I went from super excited to talk to you to crying, <laughs> nearly crying on the podcast on the other end of the microphone to goosebumps because I'm just so excited about what I'm sharing. And then all the serious details and juicy information that I could give you on this system. So happy that you're here. I cannot wait to see you over in my Facebook group, which if you guys are not connected there yet, go over to Facebook, type in systemize your life, or just click on the link in the show notes. It's a completely 100% free membership community. And what that means is that you are getting access just as a member would into a community that is led by me and supported by other women just like you. You are listening to this podcast, which means you are a perfect fit for our community. I want you there. It is where we do the after party from every podcast show. I'm diving deep into really implementing. I'm, I'm showing you the behind the scenes. This is where I'm going to make sure that you guys get live information from me where I'm really interacting. You guys can post your own pictures. You can post your own questions all in a feed with other women. It is truly a membership community that is 100% free. Ask your questions, get your feedback, and start getting your life, your marriage, your business, your house, your meal planning, all of it systemized. As always, this was so much fun, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.